Pastor Chris's podcast. Well, today is the second Sunday in the new year. And so many people may be still in that mode of thinking about goals and the direction of their life for the coming year. And um, the Teasley family had the, the, the privilege of, of putting the message on the sign. And uh, Terry wanted to know, what, what would you like to put on the sign? And so I told him, I said, well, here, put these two phrases on the sign. And he went out there, thank, thankfully, and, and said, do not bear God's name as vain. That's on one side. And then on the other side, it says, take up your cross and follow me. Uh, The first one comes from the Old Testament and the other one comes from the New Testament. And these are some good themes, some good good goals for us in the new year to commit ourselves to. The two terms are are related to one another. The phrase from the um, Old Testament comes from Exodus chapter 20 and verse 7. And it is part of the Ten Commandments. And it says in Exodus chapter 20 verse 7, You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Different translations word that differently. Perhaps you might have heard it differently as you listened and were taught about the Ten Commandments or maybe even memorized them. The New Living Translation says misuse. Don't misuse the name of the Lord. The King James Version uh, says do not take the name of the Lord in vain. One old way of saying that phrase that I had heard growing up was, thou shalt not bear the name of the Lord in vain. Um, and then as, I, as Terry was asking me what to put on the sign and, and I, I messaged him back, I said, put this, do not bear the Lord's name in vain. And then I thought to myself, how do you spell bear? Because there's more than one way to spell bear, right? And I knew one way to spell bear is B-A-R-E, which means, uh, you know, like take off your shirt or whatever, bear to be bare, to be naked, whatever, to be bare. I said, I know that's not it. But then the other one is B-E-A-R. And that's just a grizzly bear, right? That could tear you to pieces. And um, so I wasn't sure. And I had to look it up to make sure. And yes, indeed, um, there's two ways to spell bear. Uh, One is the grizzly bear, but then you can also spell it B-E-A-R, which means to lift up or to carry. And that is uh, the essence of what the scripture is saying in the original Hebrew word, which was nasaw, nasaw, which we translate to bear or to take up or to uh, or in different ways. Nasaw means to lift, to carry, to bear. And uh, it makes you wonder, well, what is it about? How do you bear the name of the Lord? And how would you do it in vain? As a child, I was taught that this commandment meant that you shouldn't ever, ever, ever use God's name to cuss, as my mama would say. Don't ever use that name in that way. And, 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 and also it was taught that you shouldn't even use the Lord's name as an exasperated expression. You know, as in to say, like, like somebody startles you, like a bear comes barreling through the door and you say, oh, my God. And it's, you shouldn't do that because that would be to bear the Lord's name in vain or to take the Lord's name in vain. And um, and uh, what does it really mean? What does it really mean? Although the use of foul languages is, is never a good thing. And certainly using God's name as part of your cursing is even worse. 
That's not really what this command is about. When it says, do not take the Lord's name in vain. That's not what it means. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means don't misrepresent the Lord. Don't misrepresent God. The Israelites were God's people. In other words, God had chosen the Israelites to be his holy people. They were to be his representatives to the whole world. Everything about them was to be distinctive and different from all the other nations that lived around them. They were, as part of that, being different, being holy. They were even to eat different food. They were to treat people differently. You know, uh, we often look at the Old Testament and, and we kind of we say, you know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And we usually use that expression to mean like, let's make sure that justice is justice. Uh, but what originally when God told his Israelites people, he said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. He was actually holding them back. He was teaching them to be more merciful. You see, all of the nations around them at that time, the way they did things, they were very violent. And if you came in and got into a fight with my son and you poked his eye out and he didn't have an eye anymore. Well, in order to get you back, they would come and murder your whole family. That's not justice, is it? it might feel good if you're kind of bad about your son losing his eye, but it's not justice. And so God taught the people, no, 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 don't murder their whole family. Just take an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That's fair. And you are my holy people and you are to be holy and you are to do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with your God. So this is what he was telling them to be differently. And the Israelites were uh, who were they worshiped differently than all the other nations around them. As God's representative, they worshiped differently. All the other religions had an idol to look at as they worshiped or they would uh, worship things that they could see in nature. They would worship the sun or the moon or they would worship animals that they could see. The Israelites, God was invisible. You couldn't see him. And God forbid them to make any kind of image or statue to represent them, to represent him. They weren't to do that. They were to be different from all these other people. As a matter of fact, the only authorized image for God is people. People. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, this is what God said when he created people. He said, God, God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. And so God created human beings to represent God. Ironically, people fell so far away from that. And we today even, we are supposed to be idols that represent God. And yet we fall so terribly short because we don't act the way God wants us to act. But all the law of the Old Testament was God's instructions on how the ancient Israelites were supposed to take up the name of God and represent him to the world properly. The way the Israelites worshipped was one of the powerful ways that they represented God. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 16, it says, it's talking about one of the ceremonies that they did during worship. And this is what it says. It says, this ceremony will be like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. 
Now that's a powerful image. That's powerful language that their worship was was just about like having an image branded on their forehead. Wow. This is what God was saying. Do you know that when you come into the doors of this church and you worship the Lord God, somebody who saw you come in knows that that it's, it's almost like you've got God's name branded on your forehead because somebody's looking at you and saying, well, they went to church. They that's how God's people live. And then. They know that going to church on Sunday is one of those ways. Now, the question is, when they see you at the restaurant after church, talking to the waitress or the waiter who's serving you, will your attitude and your behavior in that restaurant also represent God well? Because somebody will be watching you. The Israelites were to be different. They were to be holy and they were to represent the Lord. The Israelites were even to dress differently. They weren't supposed to wear clothing that was made of two different kinds of fiber. You couldn't have a a cotton blend and a wool blend. It was all 100% cotton or 100% wool. Don't put the two together. Now that seems like a strange rule to have. So many of the rules in the Old Testament seem strange and unnecessary. But God was making a point. Apparently all of the other people that lived around them did that. And God was saying, you're not going to be like that. You're going to be different. You're going to be different. The Israelites were to be set apart and different. They were to be his people. They were to be his representatives to the whole world. They were to bear his name. And for that purpose, God even gave the Israelites specific commandments to carry his names literally on their foreheads. At certain times, everyone was to wear a scripture. They had these little boxes Little small boxes that they would tie to their head and on little scrolls of paper, they would write down certain verses that described God and they would place that in that box on their forehead. Deuteronomy 6, 8 instructs the Israelites to tie these scriptures to their forehead. And according to Exodus 28, verses 36 through 38, the Israelite high priest was to wear a gold medallion on his forehead, which were inscribed with the words, Holy to the Lord. Holy means set apart. And the word that we translate as the Lord is actually God's proper name in Hebrew, which is Yahweh. So the priest was literally bearing God's name on his forehead. So when the third commandment says, do not bear the Lord's name in vain, it literally meant Don't put this name on your forehead if you don't really mean it. Otherwise, you will misrepresent me and you will be punished. I will uh, never forget something that my uh, football coach taught me when I was a kid and I first started playing football. We had just gotten our uniforms and you can imagine these little kids were so excited because we're just kids but now we're getting these official uniforms and we're going to be real football players right we're so excited and the fresh smell of brand new jerseys filled the air as the coach is passing out these fresh new jerseys and i'll never forget i remember he said remember when you put on this uniform You represent our whole team. It's not just about how well you play football. It's how you behave. And if you misbehave while you're wearing this uniform, 
It will not just reflect badly on you, but it will reflect badly on the whole team. So you must represent us well. This is what he told us. And that's a, that is such an important lesson for everyone to always remember. The Atlanta Falcons saw, now they're an NFL team. These are not little kids. These are grown-up men. But they found out firsthand how damaging it can be when a team member misbehaves. In, 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 back in 2007, Falcons star quarterback Michael Vick was accused of involvement with an illegal dogfighting ring. Vic's bad behavior tarnished the whole team's name. See, nobody wants their brand to be associated with that kind of cruelty. And the, and the Falcons lost fans. They lost their star quarterback, probably lost some sponsors. And Vic was suspended from the NFL because they didn't want this to be associated with the NFL brand either. And the Falcons, uh, I found out that they sued Vic, Michael Vic, because they had given him a sign-on bonus of millions of dollars to play on their team, and now he was gone. So they sued him for $20 million, trying to get back some of what they had lost because now they didn't have this player. And it took years for them to recover, to build their team again, because they had built it all around his style of play. To this day, many people still remember that whole mess, even though it was... Uh, 13 years ago, they still remember all of that shame. God doesn't want his holy name to be shamed. So he commanded the Israelites and he commands us, do not misuse the name of the Lord. Many people go through their whole life and um, good people, they would never, ever in a million years ever think of misusing the name of the Lord in vain by using it as a cuss word, right? They would never do that. But what about all of the other ways that we bear the Lord's name in vain? By our behavior, we misrepresent who God really is. We aren't the ancient Israelites. We don't have to tie scripture to our forehead. We don't have priests who, who have, wear golden medallions on their foreheads that bear the words holy to Yahweh. But Christians are still God's representatives. And we ought to be the most faithful representatives he has because we follow Jesus Christ who showed us how to live as God's redeemed holy people. And that brings me to Christ's statement in the New Testament, which is on the other side of our church sign outside. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your way, give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus names the Christian's uniform. It's a cross. But the cross that Jesus identifies is more than a symbol that we wear on a necklace. He identifies it this way. He says, you must give up your own way. Now, in our natural sinful state, we each have our own sinful, selfish way that we want to go. Perhaps we want to indulge our selfish desires for food or, or money or sex or pleasure or whatever. 
All of these things are not necessarily bad in their own way. They're, they could be good if they're done in the right way, if they're done in the Lord's way and in the Lord's timing. But so often we want to gorge ourselves beyond God's natural blessings. Maybe we struggle with greed. We cannot be happy with what God wants to give us. We want more and more and more. And then more is never enough, so we want more beyond that. Or maybe we want to hold on to our pride and we want to refuse to be like a humble child. In all of these ways and more ways we, of living, Jesus says we must give up our own way and take up your cross and follow me. And Jesus has a right to demand that. Because that's what he did. The Gospel of John says that Jesus is God in the flesh. That he created us. But if anyone has a right to demand his own way, it is Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But instead, Scripture tells us in Philippians that Jesus humbled himself. That he gave up his divine privileges and he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And he died a criminal's death on the cross. And Christ, who did all of this, who humbled himself like this, who took up his own cross, calls his followers to do the same. And though our cross may not mean denying, uh, dying on a literal cross, it always means denying ourself as we follow Christ. At least until, until we come to a place where what we want is also what God wants. Where our will becomes unified with the, God, with the Father's will as we pray in the Lord's prayer. Your will in heaven be done on earth. And not just done on earth, but done in my own life. Until we get to that place where we want what God wants, then we often have to deny ourselves. That's what it means to take up the cross. What God wants from us is love. Love for God, love for our neighbor. In fact, Jesus said, your love for one another will prove to the whole world that you are my disciples. John 13, 55. A few months ago, I was at Ace Hardware and I was looking for something on the shelf, just sort of browsing, trying to decide, did I want this one or did I want that one? And another customer was on the aisle and out of the corner of my eye, I kind of saw that she was hunting for something. And, and then she turns to me and, and, and I was a little bit confused because she says, um, do you know where to find such and such? And she, she said it in such a way that like I'm supposed to know where this such and such thing is. And, um, and, and I didn't really know what to say, but I like to be helpful to people. So I said, well, I think it's probably over on this such and such an aisle. I've been in Ace a few times, so I kind of know my way around a little bit. And then she said, kind of with a dumb look on her face, you don't work here, do you? <laughs> See, she thought I was an employee there. And I don't know why she thought that. Maybe I had just had that, that whole Ace Hardware kind of fashion thing going on that day. I don't know. Maybe I was dressed sort of like I am today. You know, I had the khaki pants going on and, and I have a logo shirt on. My wife picks on me. She calls me Logo Man because I, I always try to wear a, a, a logo, whether it's the church's logo or a shirt that has something about Jesus on it. Um, I like to be a representative to God as much as I can wherever I go in as many ways as I can. But 
whatever it was, she looked at me and she thought I was working there that day and she, she apologized. And I didn't mind, you know, I hope she found what she was looking for. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been the receiver of that or the giver of that? You have to be careful just because the person is wearing a name tag and a uniform doesn't mean it's the name tag and uniform of the store that you are in. It could be that they work somewhere else. But, you know, if you are a Christian, you bear the name of God wherever you go. Even if you're not wearing a shirt with the church's logo on it, even if you're not wearing a cross around your neck, you are a Christian. You're supposed to represent God wherever you go. You bear his name. You represent him. To bear a cross means to forsake your own selfish ambitions. It means to deny yourself if your desires are contrary to God's will. Just as Christ was willing to lay down his life on the cross in order to do God's will and to save the world from sin, we are to sacrifice our own plans for the sake of of God's. This is how Christians represent God, our creator. So as you live into this new year, this new decade, how will you bear the name of God? I pray you will not bear the name of God in vain, for we are commanded. You must not misuse the name of the Lord, your God. Therefore, confess your sins and forgive others that the Lord may forgive you. Keep your promises. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. Seek always and everywhere to represent the Lord the way he deserves to be represented. Amen.